Joel Embiid is number one, according to FanDuel. He's got the best odds. Yo, Sway. Cut you know who's number two. The cut Joker the, is number cut two. Cut the shit, Joe Sway. Cut the shit, would you? Number three is Giannis. Well, number well, four well, is Tatum. Why are you going there? And I know you're doing FanDuel. I love you, FanDuel. But damn, let's cut this shit. Cut to he the He convinced chase. you, huh? Does Joel convince you all the Wait a minute. Doc Rivers said it the other day. After that 50, 50, 50 plus game that he had against himself, he said the MVP racing. He said that's over. It's done. It's over. It's, it's done. Joel, it's Joel Embiid and nobody else. This year he wins it. I, I subscribe to that. Go, go to FanDuel all you want to with your money right now and say Joel Embiid. Put your money down on Joel Embiid. The big girls love that. Chicks love the last shot opportunity. Somebody give me a napkin so I can wipe my mouth. All right, it's another episode of the Cedric Maxwell Podcast. He is Cedric Maxwell. I am Joe Sways. That time of the week to catch up uh, with the Celtics, the NBA. We're, uh, we're going to go through some of the uh, NBA awards. In this episode of the Cedric Maxwell Podcast is brought to you by FanDuel. Head over to FanDuel.com slash Boston. Uh, if you haven't already, all right, if you guys don't know, FanDuel's in Massachusetts. You can win $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Head to FanDuel.com slash Boston, and I'll tell you a little bit more about that later on in the show. But first thing first, Max. We'll talk about you asking me before we were just touching on, like, um, coaches of the year, uh, some of the awards that the NBA is giving out. Yeah, we can uh, get into that. Let's get into the FanDuel. And, uh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, let's get into the FanDuel, um, uh, the, the, the odds for, for, for some of these uh, awards that will be handed out within the next few weeks or so. Since you've gone there, let's let's go on and talk about, you know, coaches of the year. All right, who you Joe, got? Who you got? You know, Joe Mazzula should get some some uh some some prop here. You should get some run. But to me, it's probably gonna be Mike Brown. Uh out in okay. uh, uh hands down. Now if if you're asking me right now and if you could vote on it, I would say and you know what FanDuel, I'd say Mike Brown because uh, it was the, I think Sacramento, they had not been in the playoffs in 16, 17 years or something like that. Yeah. And for him to have that team solid. And nobody saw them playing this way. Uh, Sabonis has been great. Um, I mean, you look at their players who, who they got rid of. Um, uh, Halliburton leaves that team. De'Aaron Fox has been sensational. Um, I, I think they would. I, I would have to say he would be my uh, my my choice for coach of the year, Mike Brown. Okay, all right. You know what? We're in the same we're in the same boat. Then, man, this is a team that's been just itching to get to the playoffs, Max. Just the playoffs in the last two three seasons, and he he took it up a whole another a whole another level, man. Like a top team in the Western Conference, uh, a, a fan base that's just been waiting to see playoff basketball again, and um, you know. To get so many young guys to buy in, you know, it's funny. Recently, I spoke to Kyle Draper about it, who's out there. You know, he does play by play for the Kings now, um, and he even said, like, he's been the one saying, "Look out for the Kings, look out for the Kings." But he was like, "Man, I'm a, I'm gonna keep it hundred with you, man. I just thought they would make the playoffs. I wasn't expecting this, <laughs> but that's how good Mike Brown's been to get these guys focused. Because as, as you know, Max, you've been around the league long enough. It's not easy to get a, a bunch of uh, 25 and under guys to, to to play like a team and focus on one goal. But that's what that's what they've been doing out in Sacramento. Yeah, they they've 
they played extremely well. I was very pleased. I think that Jalen Brown was uh, all NBA. Uh, and that's oh, he better. I, I think he's going to be. And I, I tapped him on the show the other day. I said, congratulations. Uh, one thing that happens with him is he it becomes now he could uh, sign a new deal for a uh, almost a super max of $250 million. And uh, but there's been so many whispers about will Jalen stay? Will he, you know, will he commit to this team? You know, will they win it? How many championships can they win if those two wings stay together? It's going to be fascinating to see what he does at the end of the day, because the thing that you understand about him is he's not moved as much by money as most players. It's more about principle. And uh, I think the Celtics have uh, tried to in this year. They've done more things to, I think, make him comfortable. Even the Red Arback uh, Award. Uh, I, was, I was wondering if you were going to bring that up. <laughs> okay. All right. You think that's why they did that, though? You think that's <laughs> I don't think that's why they did it. But See, we love you, Jalen. See, it we want you to stay It here. does not hurt. To step out and give a guy like that who is who could who's a franchise changer an opportunity yeah. to hear something from the crowd and the organization. Uh, if I had to pick the red R back player, I probably would have picked Derek White instead. Derek White's going to play, and I talked to him the other day. Uh, he's going to end up playing eighty-two games this year. Mm. How many players have you seen in this league? that have gotten to 82 or 80. Uh, he has a chance to do that. And that's red R. That's all red R back there. Well, especially when you consider the things that this, the, the, the shit that this dude has gone through, right? <laughs> Remember the concussion in Charlotte? He had the, um, what was the other thing I forgot? Well, he twisted his, I think it was his, his wrist. He twisted his ankle. He ankle, twisted, that's what it was. He, he went to, he got hit in the head, was taken out. Came back and played. I guess yeah. I, it was one time I was wrong about him. I, I said, oh, oh, you won't see him at the next game. Lo and behold, he comes back because I was thinking yeah. concussion protocol alone is going to keep him out. So if there was a red R back, you know, uh, the red R back award, uh, what that was, what that was like, it had Derek White all over it. But uh, it's not a bad choice to put Jalen and just to show Jalen love. Yeah, no, no, no question. And I just think it's one of those things where it's like, man, what he's been doing lately, when you look at the, the best scoring duo in the NBA, yeah, the Celtics aren't number one anymore, but they held down that spot for most of the season, right? And it's one of those things where it's like, wait, how does he not get it, right? Like, at least one of these one of these teams, uh, you, you can, like, sure, there's a lot of power in the, in the, in the, the voters, right, obviously. And maybe some of them can go with the, the classic names because of that name alone. And maybe players that hadn't played, you know, no, no more than 60 games, you know, get a vote but, or two. But when you look, look at the numbers look at and what game. Record, look at the record. Yeah, and that way I was going to say that too. Look at the team record, how the Celtics right. have played and where they How important he is to that team. Right. He is. Yes, yes. Especially since after the All-Star break when, let's face it, there was a stretch where Tatum – just didn't have it every single night, but Jalen was super consistent, you know, and, and I think there's a lot to be said about that. Yeah. And just the numbers, man, the numbers, they speak for themselves, man. You know, like uh, nearly, nearly averaging 30 points, you know, shooting closer to 50%, over 40% from three, 
you know, the assists and rebounds. I mean, he just checks all the boxes. Isn't it funny how this, how the fan base a lot of times doesn't know what they want until they get it? Because when Jalen Brown was drafted, Jalen Brown was, they, they literally booed that pick. They, yeah. they, they did not, they were not convinced that he was that dude. And he has won them over big time, won everybody over with his ability to be so explosive. I think that if there's one thing you look at him, it's just sometimes his, his handle gets a little squirrely. Now, when he gets in the crowd of people, he has to get, he has to make sure he gets that turnover ratio down. Uh, but uh, other than that, he's, he's really been solid. He's, he's been a highlight package almost every single night he's ran out on the floor. Definitely. Absolutely. And look, I've, I've been saying this from the beginning since this, this uh, you know, since the interview and, and the, the, the New York Times piece and all that, the Ringer piece came out. Uh, winning winning changes things, right? It changes the narrative. It changes uh, your, your mindset. And, and I just see Jalen as like, if, if that's the case, if something's go on and win the championship, I just find it hard for one, him not to make all NBA, which will give the Celtics the opportunity to, to, you know, give them the super max deal and two, not have that urge to go out and win another one. Right. Cause that's always the conversation. Well, can they do it again? How many well, teams can let they me have? ask you, let me stop right there. Let me ask you this question. Then. Well, why did Kevin Durant leave? Oh, because the, 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 but, 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 wait, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. You just said the narrative is winning a championship. He won, yeah. multiple, he won multiple championships while he was there in Golden State. And then all of a sudden, he's like, you know what? Peace out. I'll right. Because the narrative changed after you win multiple championships, Max. I'm talking about the first one. There's what no way in hell Durant would want it out after one year. What narrative changes when you win multiple championships and you got a possibility of winning, you know, two or three more? If he had for stayed Durant, with, For Kevin Durant, that's Kevin not your Durant team. You picked the easy route. That was the narrative, Max. What? You you that wasn't your team. You picked the easy route. You could have beat those guys. That was the narrative. He couldn't take that because he sensed it. Oh, you mean you can't take winning championships? Well, he proved that he was on the big stage when he was the Finals MVP. Not once, but twice. So you yeah. talk about your team. I don't know where you have to go, but you look at what he was able to do during that time, and you're going, "Why did he leave?" He was never crowned the greatest player in the NBA. He was never crowned as that's his team. And he hated that narrative. So he left. He hated what people were saying online. I hate and how that I, I won. Oh, wait a minute. I hate that I won a championship. I hate that I, I won. I know. It's crazy, I hate, Max. I hate that I won the finals MVP twice. And that's why I'm making this thing now. If the Celtics win, will that motivate Brown to say, look, I want to stay here and I want to win another one? I know he has great teammates. Uh, the organization loves him. The fan base loves him. But there's something in there that you that you kind of keep hearing little rumors and little snippets about, you know, him being a little uncomfortable and, and not feeling, you know, the love the way, you know, we thought he'd be, feel, be feeling the love. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's the trade rumors. I mean, we could put that in there as well. I mean, that doesn't help. Uh, you think Kevin Durant ever heard his name in trade rumors? No. Well, only when yeah. he asked for one. Only yeah. when he asked for one. Yeah. <laughs> well, you've heard people talking about trade rumors, but that, I, I keep saying to players, understand if you were being mentioned, being traded for 
Kevin Durant. That means you're good. <laughs> yeah. Players maybe they ever play the game. It's not a slap. You got to understand that this is this is purely business. It's all about business. It's about winning championships and winning titles. Right. So, and, and I think that despite all that that you talk about trade rumors, he's had a sensational year. When you think about the possibility of being all pro, I, I just think that man, that's just that's just the coolest thing when I think about who he is and what he's done. Yeah. I always say, Max, from the very beginning, every single year, Jalen gets better. And this year is no different. It's yeah. incredible. It's, it's impressive. I mean, you, you can't say that about most players when you're seven years into your career. Like, no, 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 no doubt about it. I mean, but that's the, the solid nature of this team. All right, what else yeah. you got over there? MVP. Man, Let's get right to the big one. Let's get to the one that everyone talks about. The one that every NBA player dreams of. Joel Embiid is number one, according to FanDuel. He's got the best odds. No sway. Cut you know shit. he's number two. The Cut Joker the, is number Cut two. Cut the shit, Joe Sway. Cut the shit, would you? Number three is Giannis. Well, 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 four well, is we, you know, why are you going there? And I know you're doing FanDuel. I love you, FanDuel. But damn, let's cut this shit. Cut to the shit. He convinced chase. you, huh? Does Does Joel convince you all Doc, Wait a minute. Doc Rivers said it the other day after that 50 50- – 50, 50 plus game that he had against himself. He said the MVP racing. He said that's over. It's done. It's over. It's, it's done. Joel, it's Joel Embiid and nobody else. This year he wins it. I, I subscribe to that. Go go to FanDuel all you want to with your money right now and say Joel Embiid. Put your money down on Joel Embiid because yeah. he is going to win that unless Joker comes up with a hundred points. In the game, <laughs> I, I, can't see, I mean, I in, in these last this last month, Joel Embiid has surged away from the Joker. I know there, there was he had one I little agree. miss. He had a misstep when he was in uh, Denver, and he didn't play in that game because he had a heel injury. Yeah, but other than yeah. that, Joel Embiid has been on the big stage. This that game against the Celtics on national TV. Game starts at eight o'clock at night, and he he puts a he drops a fifty piece on you. He just a fifty is your fifty piece on you. Fifty, <laughs> he put fifty on him. Oh, he did it with style, bro. He, I mean, he was, was it twenty or twenty five on the floor. Man, he was in jump shots, dunks, block shots. He showed it right now. He's one of the best in the game, but he also showed me that Philadelphia had to get fifty points from him. Yeah. Barely, barely beat the Celtics <laughs> with no Jalen. With no Jalen, yeah. So, I'm not sure what that says to me about uh, Philly's chances against the Celtics. Doc was like, "That man just scored half our points. Like he wasn't yeah. lying, man. He wasn't exaggerating. Matter of fact, he scored more than half, <laughs> technically, right? Because yes. they finished with 102. Oh man, unbelievable! And the difference between someone like that and Giannis is. He can he can score from all over the floor, right? You look at his shot chart, and, and all that was inside the arc. He didn't have to step out behind the, behind the arc to get a couple threes going. No, he, he he got cooking from inside the arc, going into the paint, obviously getting to the free throw line, and you couldn't stop him, man. The footwork was 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 yeah, incredible, was incredible. Never and you think, think about never, you think about the way something played, Giannis, and there's a big difference because Giannis can't do that. He can't yeah. score from the mid range. No, he can't score all over the floor. Well, Giannis is inconsistent from out there, whereas Joel Embiid is like, and when he turned yeah. the corner one time, 
and he went by Grant so fast, Grant Williams. And Grant does a pretty good job of staying in front of him. He went around Grant so fast, it's like Grant had nails in his shoes. And he dunked it, <laughs> yeah. he dunked it so hard. And Luke Cornett, poor Luke was there and he got dunked on. I mean, it all all Joel and B was saying is like at the barbershop, Joe Sway, when you're there, who's next? Who's next? <laughs> Yeah, pretty much, man. Pretty much. He's also showing you uh, just just how hard he's got to go <laughs> in order for the for the Sixers to beat the Celtics. It was the first win of the season against the Celtics. Uh, they, finished, they finished the year one and three. You think about where he's come from and what he's done to have Harden and essentially supposedly one of the best players in the draft at that time. He goes up to Brooklyn and, and what has he done? I mean, that kid literally has, you know, Ben Simmons has fallen off the face of the earth. It's like he's not even a basketball player anymore. I said, no, I remember the, somebody, somebody said that to him. It was either Barkley or it was a Shaq or somebody said, son, go find your love for the game again. Go find. Oh, yeah. No, no, who was it? was Garnett. Garnett said it. Okay, yeah. 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 Go go find your passion for the I game. I love that. And, uh, you know, really, really a real cool Cool moment. I mean, you should have been yeah, there. Man. You should have been there last night because you'd have the chance to talk to your guy, Isaiah Thomas. Yeah, Isaiah was there. That's another guy. I was trying to remember. There was somebody else there. Yeah, how do you man. take the, How do you take the day off like that? No. What you think? We get we get a heads up for stuff like this, man. You think something to email us and be like, "Yo, man, Isaiah, Flavor Flav, you don't want to miss tonight, man." <laughs> I, didn't, I had no idea, man. Just <laughs> way you there by chance. You you know you are a by chance person. So how yeah. your how your bio rhythms was off for that particular game to take your night off is uh, that's a good point. And your your guy, oh, man, he kind of threw you out there. Said, "Well, I, I gave Joe Sway the day off because this game right here, it really isn't going to be that important." <laughs> and, and you get a game like that. No, I only gave me a wow. choice, and and I was like, you know what? I'll take. I'd rather go Friday Sunday. You know what? So all right. All right, if you twisted my arm, all right, then okay. <laughs> I'll take the night off. <laughs> I, I, I get it, I get it. So all right, defensive player of the year. What? Jaron Jackson's leading. Defensive player of the year. Jaron Jack, according to FanDuel, Jaron Jackson Jr. leads the pack, uh, but not by a lot. Brooke Lopez is right right, uh, right on his heels, and then Bam Adebayo uh, closes mm-hmm. out the top three. Who you got? Of, that, that's kind of a that's kind of interesting one. That right? You talk- Jackson, because Jackson was hurt early in the year. He blocked shots. He was. He led the league in blocks. Where, where again? Where's your, where's your MVP this year? I mean, you think about that great block that Joel Embiid had. Um, uh, it gets your guy from. Um, I'm forgetting his name. No, I cannot forget him. Um, from uh, Memphis, John Morant. John Morant comes. Oh, that's in right. He got John. Yeah. Joel Embiid meets him at the apex. So I, I don't know. I mean, those those are interesting names, Jackson. I don't. I don't. I, if I had to go, he one, a lot of games though. Yeah. I, if I had to go one, I probably would say Jackson. Uh, he's done a good job defensively. He's blocked shots. He's run the floor. And then you look at Memphis's record and how well Memphis played, really without John Morant. Yeah, Jackson. When Jackson really took the reins over defensively and offensively. All right, yeah, I'll probably go with Jackson too, just because I feel like ever since like the post All Star break, I, the, the, while the Bucks have been, you know, they had that huge winning streak, and obviously they've they've held held down the the number one spot. 
feel like Brooke Lopez defensively took, took a step back. I don't know if he was just a little bit of bored or if he's just waiting for the playoffs, but um, but I, you know what? I'll, I'll give it to Brooke. Let's just let's get two different answers here. I'll give it to Brooke. You know, the Bucks are number one. Am I going off 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 kilter here when I hear them talk about John Morant? And somebody said they call him John Wick. John Wick, yeah, yeah, that's that's the nickname of the internet. <laughs> the internet gave him that. <laughs> Yo, the internet is undefeated, man. And they came up with that shit the same night, like it was insane. Like I woke up to seeing that meme, like what? John, Morant, <laughs> John Wick. I was like, God, John Wick, John Wick, okay. with the like, piece. It, it, it is that the league is. Uh, the league is still fascinating. Now, you you have to, as you said, you want to get to this fan duel thing and talk about this thing or, or not. One more, one more, one more. And the reason why is because I think I think this award should go to a to to a to a Celtics player, and that's a sixth man of the year. But according to FanDuel, uh Emmanuel Quickly, who's been leading the pack, uh still up, still up. Not by a he, lot, he's but he's, been, he's leading he's Malcolm Brogdon. But he's been starting a lot of games. Brogdon hasn't yeah. started as as many games. Yeah. Man, you quickly came in, dropped whatever was on the Celtics. Ever since then, Max, yeah, he started, he started starting games. Yeah. Starting, but if yeah. you are, if the, the league tends to favor wanting something to happen to good, you know, something good for the Knicks, uh, maybe quickly. But I would, I would definitely say that, that to me, it would probably be, I would go with Brogdon. Brogdon's yeah. been that good. And you look yeah, at the man. you look at the record of this team. Uh, Malcolm Brogdon has been that good as a player. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And and, and it's not just what he does on the floor, right? It's what he's saying off the floor, uh, the the way he's been one, easily one of my favorite guys to interview or ask questions because he he's just so thought provoking in his responses, and he's very you know he's gonna give you he's gonna say how it is, you know he doesn't he doesn't sugarcoat it, and I love that about him because I just think that that was such a missing part of last year right man if that if this team has someone like that they they probably win it you know I, I really do think he's that important especially in, in in points throughout the season where you know the team lost three in a row and it seemed like the sky was falling he always managed to sort of right the ship you know coming off the mm-hmm. bench uh, just leading by example leading by example for sure okay regardless that's gonna do it for this episode of the Cedric Maxwell podcast he is Cedric Maxwell I am Joe Sway Pavone we'll check you guys out later this week and uh, stay tuned, obviously, uh, to our to our next episode and how you can win that jersey, man. We'll see you guys then.